The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. November 4th, 2023, people talk about AI. Let's talk about AS. Artificial shortage, in this case, artificial cigar shortage. Is it real or just a marketing ploy or a little bit about both? Joining us is Mickey Pegg from All Saints Cigars, Frank Leo from All Saints Cigars, and now McAuliffe Cigars. Also, we'll learn about that. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you are listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 14th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Shout out to Piper's Haven in Louisiana. Uh, Renee and his daughter, uh, Bailey? Bailey. Listening in. Jeez, what are they, what are they doing it? They're doing a, um, a watch party to yeah. watch it in? Yeah, it's 11 a.m. there. Uh, I was there last weekend. We went over and saw Tabasco over at Avery Island. Had a really good time. Awesome. And, yeah, it was amazing. Thank you. And they, this is part of their ritual. They're like, oh, you're going to be on Cigar Authority next week? And I'm like, yeah. So they're like, all right, we'll listen in. So Beautiful. Thanks yeah. so much for doing that. Uh, here we are celebrating the fourth anniversary, asterisk question mark of um all saint cigars yeah beautiful you know we got two hours to fill so these one word answers are not gonna <laughs> yeah. cut it. all right we're already off to the conten- contentious start yeah. no. uh, uh, uh but four years uh, and let me tell you they told me and i opened in 1985 and they said that was the worst time to ever open a cigar store but the second worst had to be the end of 2019 yeah and and the next thing you know 2020 is closed you opened a business and it closed. Well, we were giddy. I mean, 2019, uh, you know, November 1st, All Saints Day, yes. and then All Saints. We were happy, and actually, uh, Frank and I were down in the factory and, uh, in February because we wanted to see our stuff before it February got February 19. February, no, of, uh, of 20. Okay. So, oh, right at the uh, end. Yeah, we wanted to do a press release on March 17th, one of our favorite saints, St. Yeah. Patty's Day, and then the shite hit the fan. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Perfect timing. Right. Yeah, right, right. Absolute worst worst that could happen, but you guys pulled through it. You ended up getting a cigar of the year here on the Cigar Authority. Yeah. You had a coin, which, by the way, is running out. You, you got about, what, 40, 50 days left. Right. And then you don't have to worry about people smashing that coin down and passing out cigars. Nah, they could do it for eternity. I yeah. don't care. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. If I see <laughs> something in All Saints, you're, you're getting something from me if all I have right. it. All right, mm-hmm. all right. Remember that, folks. If you got them out there, because they're all gone. I don't know if you have any left. I have zero. 
Uh, I have maybe five, oh, really? six left. Yeah. All right, collector's mm-hmm. item, collector's mm-hmm. item that's out there. Uh, and new ones coming out. Um, first of the year that we'll have uh, the 2024 version of it. Uh, huh. I, haven't, I haven't seen it yet, but... Uh, Do I know who that is? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see when that comes out. But let's get to it. He let's... doesn't tell you anything, Ed Sullivan. Otherwise, you ruin it. I, I tell <laughs> you are the one who ruined the show. Yeah. I pushed so we, a button we, we one time. We won it in 2022, right? Yeah. So, 20, oh, so this year's winner will have the coin next year. Not necessarily. No. Not necessarily. Uh-huh. Yeah, we throw it at them if they are interested. We don't hear back. We get somebody else. There's a waiting list. Everybody wants to be in. Everybody wants it, but right. you have to be asked. That's how, right. that's how we play it here. Everybody wants it. All right, we're going to smoke a cigar. Let's light one up here. We're celebrating. This is All Saints Day plus three days. It sounded like you had more to say. No. Today's first cigar, Dave, <laughs> is the All Saints St. Francis Vesper. It's manufactured in Nicaragua by Rocky Patel's Tavacusa factory. The size mm. is four and a half by 44 ring gauge. The wrapper is Ecuadorian Oscuro. The binder and fillers are both nondescript and from Nicaragua. It is part of the Cigar Authority care package. A single is going to set you back nine seventy nine, and a box of 25 is one ninety one ninety nine. And if you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Jonathan, constructive feedback. Don't say that the filler is nondescript. It's not disclosed. That's what I meant. Yeah, nondescript <laughs> makes it sound. <laughs> I picked but, the wrong word, Ed Sullivan. Right. I'm sorry. So, so was that a secret? You guys keep the filler tobacco secret? Nah, we'll tell you the big tobacco that we're working with. It's just, you know, it's like we had a conversation last night with somebody about trademarks. Oh, somebody was asking what our name is for our release next year. We're like, we don't say it because it gets out. Yeah. And it's not that somebody's purposely trying to be the one with all the information. They kind of It kind of slips and then... There's somebody else in this industry that we all know that goes out and trades mark. Right. Trademarks. Oh. Well, yeah, and, uh, you know, it's kind of a pisser. Right. <laughs> it's kind of a pisser. Pisser. We'll get into that. So uh, have you smoked this Ed Sullivan? I haven't. It looks like it was made for me. I think, would this be one that you gave me at PCA at yes. some point? Yeah. 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 All right. Because the second I saw it, I said, has Ed Sullivan seen this he yet? He needs this. He needs yeah. this. And there's three different wrappers of this. Four. Four. Four blends. Four blends. Oh, four, four blends. All different blends, completely, right. not just a wrapper change. Yeah, so one, one, the dedication has a San Andreas wrapper on it okay. from, uh, from Mexico. Uh, the St. Francis has an Oscuro wrapper, which is a little bit of higher priming, right? And then the Habano and the Colorado, just like their big brothers okay. uh, and sisters are. Are they all round? Uh, the Vespers are. Okay. Yes. All right. Again, I. I love me a round cigar. Yeah. Yeah. Love me. the round. Four and a half by 44. You get another half That's inch. That's great. The thing. Yeah. It's even better, right? I'm looking forward to that. Right. Every yeah. half inch counts. Huh? <laughs> what is it? Every half inch counts. It, it does. does. When you're I, Irish and German, told, it does. I've been told. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by... <laughs> You have a good time over there. This. She's dying. <laughs> Everybody's dying. She knows better than most. <laughs> the official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all of the brands were raising prices. Perdomo, 
cut out the federal mm-hmm. S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. excellence. And Piper's Haven, we, would you, th- you think they were cutting the cigar too? Or they just sit yeah. there and relax? I'm, sure, I'm sure they do. Yeah? You have to. I don't know. Whatever, whatever Bailey tells them to do. If they didn't do it yet, they got another, another chance in the next hour. Yeah. We light another one in. Join us because it makes Jonathan very happy. He smiles. Watch, watch when it happens, and he has a little smile on his <laughs> right. face. Because I think he did it the first time, and then it just caught on. If you took a, if you took a, a, a very small spoon, like what they give you, I'm glad at, you said spoon. Dairy Queen with the with the blizzards, the bottom of the straw. Yeah, Mickey, so you, like a Coke spoon is what he's talking yeah, about. You know what that is? Yeah, I wasn't old enough for the fantastic. 80s. <laughs> so. You, you scoop out the Fig Newton filling, and maybe a little bit of the cake gets on there, but you scoop that out, and that's the cold drawer on this Vespa. So you're saying Fig Newton. Fig Newton. Yeah, it's got to be it's the- From a small spoon. It's mostly the fig. Right. But there there may be a little hint a of little Newton. Newton. It was Newton adjacent. <laughs> you know, I got to have to say, like, if we could get a, a clip of when you described our St. Francis, and no joke inside here. The way you described that, our St. Francis, was amazing. I'd like to have a clip of that and put it on our website. Well, just do John, a little bit of work and go back and find it yeah, and cut it out John, and make Jonathan a Jonathan will get it for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he doesn't remember what he said. No. Can he say it twice is the question. No. Right. I will, we'll just go look at the recording. It's in the very, It was awesome. I taste Thank what you. I taste when I taste it. Mm. We're going to light our cigar today with the Intimidator by Vertigo. Uh, this is a quad flame lighter Whoa. with a color-changing flame. Those flames wow. are fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. you got easy adjustment at the bottom, all for the low price of $29.99. That is the Intimidator by Vertigo. Come on, how do you beat that for the price? But it is true, folks. I know you're looking at this big, giant lighter and a small cigar. And then when we have a big, giant cigar, he gives us a single <laughs> soft light. I know. <laughs> I feel like no, I'm in a, something in Star Wars. Yeah, you know? he gives us no, there's no thought put into this at all. He just grabs what he's going <laughs> to. No thought whatsoever. See, I was hoping you were going to say this. All right. Perfect. No thought whatsoever. <laughs> None. What is the ring gauge of the second cigar we're smoking today? All right. It's a 5 by 58 Thank you. All thought right. was put into this. It was put into it for the second like cigar. Like the Land Shark lighter? The, the Land Shark would work for it, yeah. Land three, Shark. Three no, times. when you pick the Land Shark lighter. Oh, yeah. When Jimmy Buffett died, he didn't pick the right letter. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, that, a good point, Mick. I didn't know Jimmy Buffett had died until the show was starting. Hmm. Because you don't watch TV, right? Correct. I don't have TV. You don't have huh. TV. You should get TV or radio. Radio. <laughs> radio. <laughs> I listen to podcasts mostly. and uh, this uh, They're all recorded, previously recorded. Yeah. Before this, uh, Jimmy Buffett dies. The, yeah. This kid's nickname is The Gallon of Milk. I don't know why that's his nickname. Uh, but he wanted me to ask you. <laughs> he wanted me to ask you about the time you stole a taxi cab. Oh, what a dick. I'm, you know. <laughs> now, right now, he's saying. Me? Yeah. They're calling a gallon of milk? <laughs> well, he's what, like, you know. I've heard this. He's like the restaurant version, you know, where they get the big bulk thing of milk. Bag? No. Bag of milk? Bag of milk. <laughs> so, yeah, when I stole a cab. Yeah, that's, uh, no. I know that story. Yeah. I know that story. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it, was it in this country? Uh, yeah, it was, it was in Washington, the, D.C. Okay, it was with the pipe guy, right? <clears throat> No, it was, uh, <laughs> he doesn't want to tell the story. All right, okay, uh, all right, I'll tell the story. Save right. it for the confessional. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. I'll tell the story of the confessional. All right, yeah. we'll do that. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. All right. So uh, since you last left us, um, and I, I saw you at the trade show, and we talked at the trade show. Apparently, this was going on because it happened right after the trade show. But you didn't say anything. And I went to the McAuliffe booth, and they didn't say anything either. And I spent a lot of time with them. And then I come back, and then it's all there. And I go, wow, I just wonder if this just happened or both you guys are locked like tight. And you didn't say a word about the crisscross of McAuliffe cigars and All Saints cigars of you guys working together like, like a Fuente J.C. Newman dance. Right. Hmm. Uh, if you would have came to our confessional inside our confessional in our, uh, in I our did. booth. Oh, I was okay. there. Yeah. Uh, I guess, you know, there was some stuff that was going on behind the scenes that we wanted to make sure it was absolutely unequivocally done. So the worst thing to do is come out and make an announcement and then de-announce it. Oh. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. It wasn't, wasn't in pen yet. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was the biggest thing for us. Yeah. So. I think it's a good And thing. then, you know, Frank handled all, the, all those logistics on, on that and uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I can't tell you how excited I am. Yeah. It's, it's already, we had discussions last night, pre-planning our planning for 2024. And what's the wording of this thing? It is a... Unified, I guess is the best way. Okay. That, Dan came up with that word. All right. Yeah. So, unified unified sales. sales force. Yeah, we haven't really given it a name yet. You know, we'll, we'll earn it in time. I kind of call them the herd uh, because we the first time we were all together, we were in Fort Worth and we went down to watch the the... The cows and the bulls, or whatever they're called, with the big long horns, run down the the thing in Fort Worth, and um, yeah. So, a little is that bit a of running it. of the bulls that they do? No, it's no, it, where they march. They, they march. They, they march all the all the cows through town. They do it twice a day in Fort Worth. Twice a day. Yeah, they got to take them out to pasture. Then yeah, the home. cow. They got to feed them. Yeah, they got to they work them Can't after they, they eat bring them. the food to them. You get to walk these. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I tell you, it's a pretty neat thing because when you see them come down the street, you kind of feel a little bit. And really? See, yeah. Oh, yeah. So rain or shine doesn't matter. Here they come. Uh, you know, I don't know. They you eat. know, it was you know what? it was raining that day, so they did it in the rain. Cows Have you ever water. missed a day of food when Never. it rained? Never. No. All right. Cows I actually eat more when it rains out. Is that the thing? What's that? I eat more when it rains out. I'm hungrier when it rains. He's a sad eater. It's sad weather. Uh, I love it. I do. I want to eat more. Like hot weather, hot sunny day. No. I'm going to eat, but (laughs) I'm not going to miss a meal. What what are you going to do? Rainy cold day? Yeah, I'm putting the feedback. You're going to have a nice salad on a hot day? Like potato salad? (laughs) Oh, no. Gross. He doesn't uh, dig on the mayonnaise. So this is up and running. You're going. And <laughs> yeah. This is stage uh, one of. Dave, Ryan Seneca says it must rain a lot in November. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> all summer, just so you know. Where's your slicker? Your slicker. Um, no, yeah. So we're, well, I guess we finalized everything in August. And it was funny. We, Me, Frank, and Dan and Amanda were sitting in their conference room having a cigar. And we're at the end. And kind of having a cocktail, and um, I called my wife, and I said, I'll see you at Thanksgiving. She goes, well, you're always on the road anyways. I go, well, and I can put some substance behind it when I post it on social media, but I immediately went that Monday. I, I was out in the field. I wanted, I didn't even know all our CRMs or and all these pieces yeah. that, that we were craving that we wanted You know, from an analytical side. Do I like analytics? Absolutely. Frank does too, but also Frank has a little bit more time to kind of look at that stuff yeah. and, and, and get it back over to me at a high level. But uh, I hit the streets right away. 
and I've been nonstop. So we were on the All Gas No Breaks tour. Now we're on our anniversary tour. Yeah. yeah for well, what I'll tell you happened to you guys in four years, less than four years, because you started it before you had four years. Did you have a national sales force, which is insane? Yeah, it was that me. That doesn't happen. It was me. It was you. <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, one of the things that Frank and I talked about last night in depth about was making repeat orders, and especially from our top customers, like our A customers, whatever we do to quantify that and making sure that we were, that I'm active enough going to see these people. So now with the sales force, I can concentrate on helping them become better salespeople and, and you know, me getting out and seeing, spending enough time going around to see people like yourself that, yeah. that are like size business. And so we identified, uh, I think, 13 or 14 existing and about another 12 prospects that have always just kind of been lingering, lingering there. So that's what that's going to be my focus uh, along with helping the sales force get up and running. We have two open spots right now. We are, we're looking for somebody in the mid-Atlantic, and we're looking for an inside salesperson right now. Which For what area? Inside the inside the sales, office. Yeah, inside the office, and they'll help support all the outside sales people. So where's the office? Uh, the McAuliffe office and headquarters oh, oh, is in okay. Weatherford, uh, Texas, about 40 minutes from Fort Worth. Matter of fact, Dan and Amanda and I think Mr. McAuliffe all live in, in Fort Worth. So okay. they make that commute. Every, but it's not a bad commute, especially when you're in Dan's car. He's got this big, beautiful, oh, leather-studded car, and you yeah. can smoke in it. Oh, nice. I always try to con him into picking me up for the airport so I could smoke on the way out for the drive. <laughs> you know, so. All right. So if somebody says, uh, geez, I want to do this inside sales thing, or I'm mid-Atlantic, and I'd like to uh, work for the company, how do they, they get a hold of you? Sure. I mean, uh, you can... Tag me on, on any of our social media. social media. Yeah, I mean, they okay. do anyways. So, okay. Mickey yeah. Peg and find them and uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, throw, your, throw your hat in a ring for uh, what's about to be a seriously fast-growing thing at And this you point. could add yourself to the list of people who've been pegged. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't take as long. Uh, as yeah, I got to tell you, some of, these guys, some of these sales people feel like that on Monday morning when we're doing our huddle call. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, artificial intelligence. I'm going to get into this a little bit. Artificial cigar shortage. Um, and um, Mickey, you work for Davidoff CAO uh, now. Uh, all Saints in. We'll call it McAuliffe too. Uh, yep. So all these. And there's just been a lot of this that goes on. And I've been thinking about this topic for a while. And I just know from back in the day. Some of these things are made up, and some of these things, there is a shortage on product, but some of it is a, is a marketing thing, this artificial shortage strategy uh, intentionally done to um, actually put something in the light that people want what they can't have type of mentality that goes on out there. Big in the fashion industry, high-end fashion industry, they've been doing it for years and years. It's not new to the cigar industry, but uh, consumer electronics, another thing that, okay, hold it back, put it out there again. Uh, the sneaker industry over the past 10 years or so has been big, big into this, purposely doing this to create the shortage that, that's happening out there, gaming. And, and what ends up happening is these things get very, very popular as this goes on. Then they open the floodgates, sell their old version. Here comes a new one. You can't get it. Um, collectible trading cards, I guess, would be the first ones to ever do that. Baseball cards, which, by the way, if you go back, started all as tobacco cards. Right. Mm -hmm. um, 
even food and beverage that they put limited release products mm-hmm. out, um, snack products. Me and me and oh, Ed yeah. saw a lot of this that was out there. Automobile industry that you know something like Mercedes will put out a small amount of these Mercedes and getting hundreds of like thousands the AMGs of dollars or whatever. Yeah. yeah, there's so much goes on, and of course, premium cigars. Uh, we've been seeing premium cigars um, do this premium premium <laughs> since uh, I would say it's it started during the cigar boom. That said, okay, let's hold it back. Before that, I never saw it through the 80s until the the mid-90s. And then all of a sudden, um, you see, okay, the shortage thing happens. We don't have it. Some of these things, and I'm going to – I'll say the names if you don't want to say it, but Opus X has been shortage. There's been a shortage of Opus X since it was introduced in 1992. So here it is. You, you know, you haven't been able in 30 years to fill that supply chain it's on purpose. Well, I, I mean, I can't speak to uh, what those people do in Carlito. But, you know, my first question is, what, it was a release as a limited edition? Or is there a shortage, whether it's true or not? So I look at a shortage as, um, whether it's artificial or not, is a regular production cigar that um, is not limited. They just They ran out and they're trying to get up to speed again. But if you take like a limited edition, I don't think that's artificial shortage. But it, they, they kind of cross over a little bit. If you're, so if you're coming out and saying we're going to limit five hundred boxes, per, yes. But no, um, remember Diamond think, Crown came out and Opus X came out at the same time. Yeah, and it was the same West Coast East Coast. Yeah, thing. the Mississippi. You know, it was East of the Mississippi, West of the okay. Mississippi. Okay, and I get all the Diamond Crowns I want to get. We sell an awful lot of Diamond Crowns. Right. Way more than Opus X, or right. the small, a little amount that Opus X did you end up getting. Right. And either the company is running awful that after 30 years you can't figure out what the production is, or that's done on purpose. Right. And taking nothing away from it, I mean, it's high demand cigar. Correct. But how many could it possibly sell? We ne- will never know that answer because it just comes when it comes. If they made it available that you could get it every single day, what would happen? Would it grow dramatic and, and still grow to this day? Um, an, another brand would be um, Liga Pavada. Liga Pavada, very, very hard to get right. over time. You know what? Swisher owns it now, and Swisher says, oh, we're not going to sit on this. We're going to make it available. And it became way, way more available. There's a, there's a couple of brands, and that's one of them, where if the when I was the buyer, the habit was you get to the end of a quarter – and if the rep didn't make the numbers, so I could just hold the order back, and then they'd say, "You can order X number of whatever you want from Liga." You'd okay, force their hand. I'll take I'll take the Liga, and here's my order, and you made your numbers for the quarter. But it was always at the end of the quarter that you could order whatever you wanted. You couldn't just order it during the regular time. So that's artificial shortage. Yes, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I was in retail when um, when Opus first came to market. Yeah. And they had the, the the temporary boxes. You remember the slide? Yeah. The slide on the top, yep. and we had to keep those to give back. At 50, that, we, fifty count boxes to uh, refill. Quintas, yeah. I never, I haven't seen that in years and years. I don't know if that still exists. Well, there were fifty count boxes back then. There were usually like Punch and Hoya de Monterey and stuff yeah. like that. But that wasn't because of shortage. But the non dress box that you know, yeah. here's just seven boxes you're going to get, and here's some fifty count boxes right. also that you can refill the cigars with. And it was so funny because they, you know, they would say return the boxes so you get your next order. Well, that really didn't help because David Berkabile was like, 
this guy just paid a ton of money for a 50-count pox. Right. Give it to him. And it was always his best customers. So he wasn't doing this. You get, you get three, you get four, or having a cap on it. He was like, no, I'm pro-commerce. <laughs> you know, right, right. I, I got to pay the bill. It's hard to I got to pay retail. you. I remember them saying, you know, limit two per person. Guy comes in every week and buys a box of cigars. He comes in today and says, oh, my, you, you have these. Well, you can only have two. But every day, every week you come in, you can buy a box, and now I have something you want. You can only have right. two. I couldn't do it either. You know, I couldn't look the guy in the face and say, no, you can't. He's Absolutely a good not. customer. Okay, see you later. The bo- empty box is gone. D- Dave's attitude was, I'd rather say I'm out of it than say you can only have two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for well, sure. When you put limitations on people, and especially if they're willing to spend a couple bucks, they, people, they, they react to that. Well, it's- you know what's good about you is you've been on all aspects of this. Yeah. You know, when you, when you yell at a rep, you were a rep. So you know yeah. exactly what he, what he's doing wrong or what he is doing. Frank doesn't let me yell anymore. No, I'm not allowed to talk to the vendors. Jonathan's like that too. I'm not allowed to talk to anybody. Yeah, they're always trying to stop me from saying what I think. Frank's I like, uh, I'll talk to the box factory from now yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it because you want the boxes, right? right. <laughs> Don't tell me something. You know, yeah. but you were in retail, and I appreciate you because when I say something, you know what what I'm talking about yeah. because you were there. You didn't own it, but you were no. in a, a high. I took ownership. Yes. We have this conversation, Frank and I, all the time because I it is a commodity, but I don't. I still won't look at it as a commodity. Once a month, I got to look at it as a commodity, make sure we're going on the right track and we're trending correctly. But it was a it was a passion. Like I treated Dave's shop like I owned it. Good. Matter of fact, I got in a little bit of trouble in the beginning when the LA Blue humidors came in. My in my mind, you didn't have to give a little break on them. He goes, "That guy was willing to give you cash for ten percent off, and you didn't take it." You dumbass. <laughs> like, he goes, they say cash. It's a different ballgame. It's, it's a different margin. That's yeah, a different But you're holding game. the integrity of the product and yeah. all that. And I'll, I'll say Jonathan operates this, re, this, this shop like he owns it. Yeah. Uh, and, and sometimes, you know. Sometimes I get yelled heated. at for not spending enough. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes heated anyway. Let's get uh, to the question of the week right now. And that's brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. And the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. The subject line is Mexican Cohibas. Gentlemen, and Mr. Jonathan, and Mickey Pegg. (laughs) (laughs) My buddy just returned from a vacation in Mexico, so excited that he, in quotes, smuggled Cuban cigars home with him. He was very enthusiastic about coming over to my house and smoking these fine cigars, also in quotes, with me. My wife asked me, are you going to tell him? My answer was no. My friend arrived with the classic glass top box that all Cubans come in. (laughs) (laughs) How those Teamos taste. (laughs) Uh, With the correct Habano stickers on it. As a gracious host, I let him pick a whiskey to drink, and we smoked these premium cigars. Let me tell you, they were bad. They were poorly rolled. They were short-filled. They were torpedoes. And although my friend appeared to enjoy his thoroughly, he even admitted that he must have cut his wrong because he kept getting bits of tobacco in his mouth. <laughs> My question is whether or not to tell him the truth about these. No, I'm sorry, not whether to tell him the truth about these, but are they safe to smoke? I started thinking about this as I smoked it. Would you drink a can of Coca-Cola if you knew it wasn't real Coke? Would you drink from a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue if you weren't sure of its true contents? Signed, Rick. Yeah, I wouldn't smoke them, and I'd also tell them. 
why have them buy them again? Yeah, but, you don't want them to do it again. No. I will say that it doesn't. There doesn't seem to be a shortage of fake Cuban cigars. Right, <laughs> right. you can get plenty of those. Yeah, regular Cubans hard to get. Very expensive. Fake, fake Cuban cigars. No shortage. No, no artificial but shortage. Still moderately expensive. It depends. They keep going down as you say no. They yeah. just keep lowering the price. <laughs> right. right. So five dollars a box. Right. That's that's how that works. Yeah, they are probably they are probably safe to smoke. They definitely haven't gone through any freezing process. I wouldn't store them with I, I anything. Think, no. I think for in a humidor, you could lose a friend be, being a know-it-all and telling them no, it, they're fake. I've lost customers back when, when I didn't know what to do. Uh, Somebody would say, hey, can you look at these and tell me what you think? And I go, yeah, they're fake, you know, from <laughs> far away or something. He goes, why are you saying that? I said, no, it's a glass top box. It's missing this. This, right. this isn't right, whatever. And they say, they're real, whatever. And, then, you know, the guy, guy all of a sudden turns on you, and then you never see him again. And I go, I, I thought I was dumb. I lost Sometimes it's not, wor- it's not worth embarrassing him. Yeah. But I would love. Well, why is he asking? Then? Stop asking. No, Enjoy you it. actually, you did it right with me when I was a customer. I'm going back 17 years. I came back from my, Jesus, 19 years. I came back from my honeymoon, and I thought that I had a score. And I snuck the bands in and put them all back on, and <laughs> you're a dick. And then I brought them in to, to share them with you, thinking that you'd like it. And you said, do you want uh, me to just be quiet and take the cigar, or do you want to know the truth? And I said, I want to know the truth. You said they're fake, and this is all the reasons why. Yeah. You even told me what I paid for them. Right. Uh, I loved when I when I first started working at uh, Georgetown Tobacco. People would always call, and they're like, hey, listen, we just got I just got some Cubans. What should I do with them? I'm like, make sure they get plenty of sunlight. Feed them three times a day. <laughs> you know, with the, you know. Isn't it weird that, you know, say, say the guy normally is buying a $3 cigar at that time, Jonathan buys. He comes back and says, I bought these Cuban cigars from somebody else, somewhere else, paid $10. How do I take care of them? What do I do and all this stuff? Well, you know, you buy an automobile, you buy a Chevrolet, you go to the right. Ford dealership and say, how do I take care of the Chevrolet? <laughs> but they don't think of that, right? They, right? You're coming in here telling me how I should take care of these fake shit cigars that you have <laughs> or that there's bugs in my cigars you bought from me because you put them in the humidor mm-hmm. with, you, right. with your prized possession uh, fake You hear cigars. about that in lounges all the time. Yeah. I'm like... Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll visit a lounge and they'll have part of the VIPs. They get the locker and mm. um, they fill them with a, shit. and they put their own stuff in there. And then guess what? Those bugs yeah. destroy because I think Nicaragua and Dominican does a great job or does a better job than when I first came in the oh, industry yeah. of taking care of the bug situation. It was a bad, bad uh, back in the day, and like <laughs> that freaking owner's got to reimburse those guys for all their oh, cigars. Um, Ted Hughes says you'd be better off smoking any Cubans. Right. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Do you know I, ha- I used to have a brand called Any Cubans? You hear that? For that reason, yeah. somebody would come in and say, Do you have any Cubans? And I'd walk them over to <laughs> Any Cubans. And you gave them a box of Lucky Charms? No, it was, yeah. a, it was just a box. Of, yeah, you heard that we story. We did that, right? too. We did that, too. We did that, too. All right. This is All Saints Cigar, St. Francis Vesper. I want to go to Ed Sullivan. This is your cigar. If you were my customer, and you are, you'd walk in the store, and I'd take you right over to this yep. and say, you're going to like this. And you'd be right. I'd be I, right. I more than like it. I love this cigar. This is it. Yeah. And it comes four different ways, four different blends. Huh. So I recommend to you today yeah. to try all four. All four. Yeah. <coughs> even though it's not a penance. 
<laughs> to actually something good for you. It's a reward. But, yes. Actually, if I try all four, then I can sin. I get a freebie, right? Can I get a scar four ways? <laughs> yeah, we You're in a time warp. Don't forget that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hang on. I, yeah. I got a little flavor here. Oh. White oh, pepper on the original. Not the big scoops and not the tainted ones with the flavors and all that bullshit, but original Frito-Lay corn chips with just a dusting of white pepper. You know the stone ground cracker? Yes. Some of that. Stone ground cracker. So if you took the stone ground cracker and you ground it and sprinkled it on the corn chips with the white pepper? Maybe better. (laughs) Better. I would enjoy it better. You've got to think about your flavor descriptions before you say them. All right. I've never seen a stone cracker. Can't just say a stone ground cracker. (laughs) You know what a stone ground cracker is? Yeah, a guy at a trailer park in Florida. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, my is that, is that not a Is that not a thing? No, that's a thing. It is? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah. All right, let, let's, let's go to break. When I come back... Um, you I have, can't help but be, be nice to me today. He, he was, that was very good. It, very good. I have a All warning, right, guys, it's been a great show. I have a warning to manufacturers out there using artificial shortages as a strategy. Uh, there can be backlash. We're going to get into that. Uh, so why do it? Uh, we're going to find out. We're live in the Toscano Soundstage. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua. The Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Cigar in the shop called Elberton, Elberton, Elberton. There's a cigar in the shop called Elberton. Cut and light one now. Elberton cigars are handmade premium cigars from Nicaragua, created by the J.C. Newman Cigar Company. Expect a smooth, hearty smoke with a little spice and a great value. There's a cigar in the shop called Elberton, Elberton, Elberton. There's a cigar in the shop called Elberton, cut and light one now. In a world where the open road calls to the adventures, there is a cigar that pays tribute to a journey of resilience and determination. Introducing the Christoph Guardrail Cigar, a testament to the indomitable spirit of its founder, Glenn Case. The Guardrail's blend takes you on a captivating journey through the world's finest tobacco regions. Brazilian Maduro, Dominican Binder, and a unique touch of Zimbabwe. This medium to full-bodied cigar offers a variety of flavors that will delight your senses. With notes of caramel, 
the smoothness of French roast coffee and the allure of dry cocoa, the God Rail's complexity is unmatched. Whether you're celebrating life's victories or savoring moments of camaraderie, the Christoph Guardrail Cigar brings people together with its unforgettable flavor and creamy finish. Take your taste buds on a ride they won't forget. Experience the Christoph Guardrail Cigar today. Christoph Cigars, take them for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. Hi, this is Rocky Patel from Rocky Patel Premium Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on United Podcast Network, the best and only podcast for cigars in the world. And we are back, powered by the West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa Black, White, and Red West Tampa. It's passion with a purpose. And we are talking about the artificial shortage that actually carries a big risk when it comes to it, and manufacturers should understand that risk that happens. Jonathan's here that works in retail every day, and uh, creating shortages carries risk to companies, including negative impact on their brand's reputation, negative impact of uh, their customer relationships and the overall business. You see, Jonathan, when we have to say no to the customer, we don't have it. They come in the second time, no, we don't have it. They do not leave without cigars. They we find do not they clo- leave without cigars. Yeah, we Let tr- me show you this. This will be a Band-Aid. I'm not trying to brand switch you. Just let me show you something that you can have to smoke. Because we want to make a sale. Similar to what you're looking for. And I'll call you as soon as the what you're looking for comes in. And half the time, they end up brand switching because... Once you've smoked something 20 times, you develop a taste for it. Right. Or maybe you'll see, boy, this is readily available for me. Every time I come in, you say, yes, I do have it. Uh, maybe it's a little less in price, and I, I, I like it. I remember saying to this guy, it's not here, it's not here, it's not here. And then he comes in, and I go, oh, I remember the guy as soon as he walks through the door. I have it right here. He goes, I'm all set. And then gets that, and I go, look what just happened. That the the you know you guys are looking to sell you, you sell right. cigars because you're a new company and you need cash flow and you need to sell. Right. This game of okay, now we're doing okay, so now let's hold it back and not really sell it. Man, what a risky thing that is. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you from the ground floor, it's not a high volume play for sure. Well, you, you know, it would be interesting because you know you, you did a, you said a couple things and you know bring you know have Frank comment on this because one of the beautiful things about Frank is he still has some consumer in him right yeah so 
He listen. He knows the scar industry intimately. He's studying the tobaccos. You and tell by to, the color shirt he's wearing. He's yeah. really a man's man. Well, it's left over from October. <laughs> um, so, from that standpoint, because he's the one that's really looking at our numbers on a daily basis. Yeah. And then understands that because he was a pre. When I say he was a super premium cigar purchaser before we started our company. Yeah. Right. So with that, and he, and he chased those things, but he chased them for flavor. And was willing to, but yeah. I, I, I shouldn't speak for Frank anymore. But talk about the, the having a, a company where you're watching the numbers yeah. almost on a daily basis, and then put your consumer hat on at the same time. Yeah, it's I mean, been so long since I've been a real consumer. I mean, part of the challenge is if I'm coming in for a special event and I want a certain cigar and it's not available, that event's going to pass. And just like you said, you're going to switch me to something that I might like more. Mm. And so you're you're losing an opportunity each each time you miss a turn you miss a turn and right. you're not getting it back right and Jonathan you've seen it any number of times with me I come in and buy six boxes at a time I say where's my cigars mm-hmm. oh we don't have those right now I always buy something else yeah. and often you you have I a- stick with the something else right. You know, somebody wants a job working for us. They're usually a cigar geek, and oh my God, right. I can work there and everything. And I sit with them, and I see the, the geek that they are. He tries I can, to I can, talk people out of doing shit in the cigar well, industry a lot. I tell them, <laughs> I'm about to ruin it for you. I'm going to ruin your little magical thing that you right. that you, you love, because you're going to end up seeing the, the back end of what's, what's about to happen. And no, no, I'm good to end up doing it. And 100% of the time... The chase is over at that point. Over. They start working and they yeah. stop chasing the I can't get it thing anymore. And they go, well, here it is. I don't even want it either. And right. I talk about it with limited editions. People get limited edition fatigue. They get chase fatigue. Yes. Like, listen, I work too hard. I have to, and I'm willing to spend this amount of money. Come on, dude. I'm a grown ass man. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let me. <laughs> little baby Jesus. Why do you call him little baby Jesus? He's a grown ass man. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, the people get like, Screw it. Yeah. It's not yeah. worth the hunt. For they, me, Miggy, the limited edition is a no-win for me. Either I buy it because it's going to be rare and I don't like it, or I buy it and I love it and can't get any more. Right. <laughs> That's why we don't. We we have one limited edition right yeah. now. And yeah. Every year? No, not every year. It took, us two, it took us two years to come out with the, that Solamente, but it's... Uh, I don't know. I I, I don't. You know, people do limited editions. I think it takes away from your core line, especially you know, as young of a brand as we are, and we're trying to be a, a horse in your stable. Like I've said many times before. And, and let me put the retailer's hat on. The last thing I want to say to my customers: No, right. Right. I want to say yes every time they come in. Don't right. make it hard for them to give me their money. Yet I don't have the product, so they don't know the back end of what's happening here, and they they assume, wow, you know I want this, and you don't have it in stock. I don't have it in stock because the manufacturers (laughs) play in this game. In some cases, in some cases, yes, it's an they've oversold and. No, there's a there's another one, and there's a big company out there. I'm not going to mention it, but they'll come out with a limited edition, and they split the shipment up. So you like to order things in case lots. So let's say the order is a hundred boxes. And we get 15 boxes right. and then 20 boxes. Can't do anything with it. Three stores, online presence. So each store boxes. gets three. And listen, I'm, I, I, can, I sometimes have to throw my weight around and say, all right, we're the biggest store. Give me five of the 15. I need five because yeah. I can think of five guys that are going to ask me this week Four knowing that this, right. this came and out. And people want to taste it, so you want to open a box. Uh, sometimes so, you can't. Right. So now your, your limited edition that 
could have developed all this hype for your company and could have been a great commercial that could have sold out and made everybody happy and given people to try a single and then be like, oh, I really like this brand. Right. Let me try their other offerings. You end up putting a sour taste in people's mouth with this split shipment nonsense, which is just another way of taking your already artificially short product and making it even shorter. Yes, on purpose. So you saw, you told me at the trade show, Solamenti's coming out. This is it. This yep. is how it's going to be. And you told me the other day, yes, you're one of the guys that bought heavy. The amount I bought was a heavy number of what it is. But I say it with, this is how many I want. It might be in a pick right. here. Is this okay? And you said, that's okay. Okay, you can end up doing it. But to run the risk of... I know it's going to be good. So to run the risk of saying, okay, just give me a little, and hopefully I can buy a little bit later on and end up doing it, doing right. that same exact thing to myself. You invested in, you know, it's going to take a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. What's that? You know, if I, I if I can turn something in two months, that's yeah. a good turn. Yep. That, that could yep. go there. That's a great turn. Uh, there becomes a loss of trust uh, that happens on both me and the manufacturer and the and the consumer and myself right. at that point happens. Um, damage the reputation of the brand that I've heard right out of the consumer's mouth. Oh, fuck that brand. You know, <laughs> they're bullshit now. The consumer is actually negative on the brand because yeah. now I can't have it. Missed sales opportunities, like you say. It's about turns. This is a business. You right. know, um, um, well, Dave, let me ask. Yeah. What do, do manufacturers share that they're having scarcity when you're placing the order, or is this often a surprise to you? Surprise. That, yeah, they'll that, say, they'll, they basically make the production based on the orders that are placed. So, right. When, when we order something at the trade show in June, and it's not coming out till November, do you know why? That's because they didn't make this a guy yet. Yes. Especially <laughs> a TAA type release. Yeah. They're, you, they're uh, using a 90 thing. day window with, uh, with, with a hot uh, dehumidifier room. Yeah, 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 I know exactly what's yeah. going on. Yeah, they'll take the order. They just won't fill the order. And I have to run the risk also. And, and it's self-centered what I'm saying here, but I'm telling you about every, every retailer that does it, that you short chip me and the customer's looking for it and I told them no, there's a good chance they're going to go to my competitors yep. right? because I didn't deliver. Right. Get the cigar from them. Maybe they're moving it slower than I am. Maybe they got more than I got. Maybe it's moving slower for whatever reason. And they have it available to them. I have a good risk of not losing the sale, but losing the customer. Right. Because of artificial shortages that look what you're doing to me to do it. So I'm starting to get Losing the customer is a compounding effect of yeah. losing the sale. Correct. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You got a compound. I got you. Don't like, worry. Dave didn't take care of you. I got gotcha. you. I'll put some aside yeah. for you. And then, then you get this whale, you know, a right. uh, good customer that comes out of it. It's lifetime value. Yeah. So it's it's a major disadvantage that I, that happens. If it's legitimate that happens that, yes, it got oversold. My God, this cigar got hotter. Oh, all the more to it. And then they, they gear up. But when these 30 years go by and you still haven't. Fix the problem. It's there on purpose. You have that problem on purpose. And tell me I'm wrong if, if I'm wrong. No. It, you know, I, I, I love it because it, cre it creates an opportunity for us. Right. <laughs> in in a course. highly competitive market. I've heard other retailers that end up saying, I'm going to discontinue this brand. Enough is enough. I'm, I can't give the shelf space to it because you got empty closed boxes on the shelf. And 
you got manufacturers come into the CU that you don't carry their product, and they're looking at these empty spaces and say, can you give me a try? It's only this much space or whatever. Yes, they could, but they're holding this empty space. That's real estate. Oh, and there's and there's companies out there that'll buy your last couple of singles to get the shelf space, and you just you just leaving yourself wide open for that. That is happening. Yeah, we don't we don't practice that, but you know, I, I, I've seen it happen. Shit, I got a Good. couple of slots down there. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, here go back. You talked about Europe. That's what's going on in Europe, right? So because yeah. Hong Kong's paying these obnoxious prices for these cigars. Have, will they ever go back to Cuban cigars? Whoa. Imagine if they lose all that. Well, the new world has had the biggest growth over there, thanks to people like Carlito, yeah, Rocky Patel. And these people in that presence over there, they were there during the lean times when all they wanted were old world. Yeah. I mean, when I would go to Europe work for Davidoff, when you walk into a store, you'd see all the Cubans. And then when you walk back out, you'd see the new world. They always put the new world on the back, right? Yeah. And when I was over in London, and well, Dublin too, but Dublin, there's no cigars there, really. I mean, they're blending whiskey now. Seriously, like J.J. Fox, I mean, they make their money off of blending Irish. You know, you come in and want to blend an Irish whiskey. They're a cigar shop that sells whiskey. But in London, you know, Mr. Sakian and all these people, well, he's not a good example. Uh, they have new, they're like, just send me anything. Just send me something when I was over there. Yeah. And that's the comment, especially in Germany and Western Europe where you have these strongholds. You know, England and Germany were, uh, in Saudi Arabia, were the big kind of people that supported the Cuban cigar market for so many years. And guess what they said? Screw you. I'm going to Hong Kong and I'm going to sell everything over there. Now, when I went to London earlier this year and I was over there in the cigar shops, they had actually just got a shipment of Cuban cigars. All right. And they still said, ship me whatever you got. Oh, still, because they know it's going to be they, gone. They, they, this is gone, or something like Mr. Saki and Age is that, you know, a lot of these the, they the learned, European they culture. Their lesson. Yep. Well, also, the European culture knows, and those tobacconists and cigar shops over there, they know when they get a Cuban. The right ones, no, to put them down and let them rest yeah. for a little bit. So, but they also will sell that at an accelerated price. So too, so they took the time of aging, yeah. the dollar cost value, sure. all all these things. So. Sure. All right, we got a special guest in the confessional today. It's going to be uh, Mickey Pegg. So let's bring him in. It's time for the confessional. It's brought to you by All Saints Cigars. It's time for the confessional. Brought to you by All Saints Cigars, featuring the All Saints St. Francis. Voted the 2021 Cigar of the Year. All Saints Cigars. In the name of the Churchill, Toro, and Robusto. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And how long has it been, my son, since your last St. Francis uh, uh, confession? It's been one week since my last confession. And what is it that you have to confess today, my son? All right, let's hear the story. I have, uh, by the way, I have this confessional, and you have to do yours because you're here. But next week's confessional is going to be so epic. You you will appreciate it. I'm going to let you read it during the break, and you are going to laugh out loud. This is such a good one, but I want to hear this uh, well, stolen cab story. Well, there's two of us here. We can do two confessionals. All right. If it's that good. No, no, no. I'm not giving this up. We're going to do Mickey's lame one where he stole the, the taxi cab. We'll save the good one for next week. Uh, all right. It wasn't that lame at the time. Uh, you know, I like the fact, too. Now, do we get the confessional in the first hour because we're here? Because it's usually in the second hour. And we bounce around. Yeah, Things I like move. That. Yeah. Um, 
No, so, God, what was I? I was a sophomore in college. And back then, you know, didn't have, uh, you didn't have cell phones. You didn't have, you had cabs. And they, weren't, they ran by zones. Uh, if anybody knows what a zone is, uh, they didn't, Washington, D.C. is a place where you, got, you paid by zone. You didn't pay by mileage or whatever. Okay. So, because traffic could be terrible, doesn't matter. Yeah. So, and they would always drop you just right past, and always get that extra zone in, and all these things. So we had a big, uh, we had a big party downtown in Georgetown. It was a place called the Third Edition. Uh, I don't even know. It's like a Mexican restaurant now, but it's also the same where they saved the movie from um, uh, whatever the movie was. But, uh, anyways. So we're down there. We had a big party. It was upstairs. We were all in black ties and the whole nine yards. And all of a sudden, all my guys, all my buddies are gone. And so I, because we'd split the cab. Yeah. Because Georgetown is northwest and Catholic University is northeast. And nobody like doing runs to the northeast. Okay. Because you're not getting a return fare back. Yeah. And half the Catholic University guys would ditch the cab anyways. We had a, not such a good reputation back then. So... I'm like, this guy's going to give me a ride because I'm in a tuxedo and, you know, whatever. So I get the cab. We start going. If you know Washington, D.C., when you come out of Georgetown, there's George Washington Circle. And on George Washington Circle, George Washington University is there. The hospital's there. It's a big interchange because, you know, there's a lot of rotaries in, <laughs> in, 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 in uh, Washington, D.C. For anyone not roundabout. from New England, that would be a roundabout. A roundabout. <laughs> so that's where all the cannons were from the artillery back in the day. Well, anyways, so he goes, he pulls over the, ca- he pulls over the cab and turns the key and goes, my cab doesn't work. Because he didn't want to take you. He didn't want to take me. And I go, bullshit, you got to take me. You know, I know the law because I'm the smartest kid in North America. Don't <laughs> yeah. blame me, just ask me. You know, I'm like, you've got to take me. And I got a little tense and said some words, and he turned around and tried to punch me. Ah. So then I turned around and knocked his ass out, <laughs> and I go to I get out of the cab, and I go, I got one of three options. Literally, he's knocked out. He's knocked out. He tried to punch me. Okay. And so uh, it was self defense. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah. The rest wasn't. Yeah. Uh, and I go, I got one of three This things. guy also doubles as a jockey. He's not like he was a bodybuilder. He's yeah. a slight man. I go, I got one of three options. I go, I can throw him in the back of the cab, drive there, and wake him up when I get there. Or I can wake him up, make him drive me there. Or just take the cab. So he gets well, out. Or leave. But <laughs> yeah. it's not an option. So he gets out of the cab. No, definitely go, go with the cab. I get out of the cab, and I'm, I'm thinking about taking off, and he comes at me again. He's coming to, and he comes at me again. And I just kind of hit him, and uh, kind of, and he, he fell on the ground. And I got in the cab, and I went back to Catholic University, and we had this campus bar. It was right off campus. It's called Kitty O'Shea's, and our buddy Martin's bartending. And uh, somebody runs in to Martin. They're like, "Hey, my nickname in college was Chet from Weird Science." They're like, "Yo." Chet's out there in a tuxedo taking fares in a cab right now. <laughs> oh, my God. You Martin, just didn't take it. You said, let's turn this into Martin's, enterprise. Martin's brother, his older brother, is like a big-time like lieutenant with the D.C. police department. He comes in and goes, get rid of that cab now. <laughs> so I went around the corner, parked it in like this little alleyway, and went, went into the bar, started drinking, and... You know, Nobody ever came and got you. I went up the next day to go get some food, and the cab was gone. Okay. I never heard anything. Well, you left the keys in the ignition, and the doors unlocked. In Washington, D.C. <laughs> yeah, right. 
So I, uh, that, that is a confession. That is a confession. So what, yeah. do, you got, what do you got for us on there? I can't oh, wait. jeez. You're an animal. It's true. For your penance, you must buy and smoke one full box of all Saint cigars this week. You will. I already did that. Yeah, you will. <laughs> so that's not going to be bad to you. And it's not bad to anybody that get, gets these uh, things that they have to smoke some All Saints cigars. It's actually a, a benefit as far as I'm concerned. Next week on the Cigar Authority, it is the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. We look forward to this every single year. Uh, and you were in it twice. You were a contender yeah. two, two years in a row. Do you end up listening and see if you win when, when you... Did you, oh, yeah, of did course. Did you know when you won? But it's the fourth time I've been in a contender's package. Really? Yeah, I remember um, uh, CAO. Oh, okay. And that one little hiccup that's ever in my bio when I, I spent less than a year with Philippe Gregorio, the fat boy. Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Look at that. That goes back all that time. No kidding. So, yeah, CAO was, was a winner. Philippe yeah. Gregorio was a winner. A lot of people don't even know what Felipe Gore, but in, in its day. So I'm a winner three-way. There we go. <laughs> there we go. All right. And now uh, you, you, you possibly have a, a possible chance. I can't spill the beans until the contenders happen next week, but there might be something in there for you. <laughs> yeah, it might right. not be. We'll, we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, so that's next week. The following week, we have Nick Perdomo and Nicholas Perdomo joining us live in studio as they launch the – uh, first time ever, the 30th anniversary of Perdomo. This has been a, a highly weighted cigar brand. It's 31 years now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah. not somebody that usually misses a date, but all the problems with uh, packaging material. You having problems with packaging material? Uh, when we have a problem with packaging, well, one part of it, it's usually we just don't finalize the artwork. But that's one of the beautiful things about Nick. I mean, he's got his own farms, his own fincas. He's got his own box factory. He's very insulated. Yeah, the only thing that can hold him back is packaging. Is he, banned. Yes, so that's what... what Maybe that's the only thing he probably doesn't make on property. Right, yeah. correct. So he does Rydag, the place out, out in... Uh, uh, Verdag? Rydag, Rydag, yeah. Uh, Rydag. They, make, they used to make Fuente and Davidoff okay. bands. So that's the where Deutsch. it goes. Sieg Heide. Yeah. So the good news on this first run of Perdomo 30th that comes out is they've been aged an extra year as they're sitting there. It's not going to be the case as it goes on. He's going to catch up, and it's going right. to go from there. So the first ones might be the best of the bunch. I'll, I'll have that conversation with him, and we'll see as we go on. Uh, artificial shortage. So why do it? Why do these manufacturers do this? We told you everything that goes wrong. Um, one is the perceived value and scarcity actually uh, makes the cigar relevant all the time. They can appear on things that are the most sought-after cigar. It's interesting when Cigar Aficionado does that. They said, what is the most sought-after cigar? And I'm like, what does that mean? I've participated all, all the time of people coming in, asking for it, and not leaving with it. That is what a sought-after cigar is. I'm interested in what is the best-selling Cigar, mm. not the most one you tell people that you can't have, uh, but uh, to some people it, it means something. You can charge a higher price for it, and you'll notice that that happens. That they're getting an escalated price for it because people are waiting for it. Generate the buzz, the hype, uh, reduce inventory cost for them that they don't have to inventory it. It comes in and goes out in in one second. Uh, I know it's believed to the retailer. They like it, some retailers. Uh, I hate it, but they like it because it comes in and it goes out. It flipped in one second. Yeah. One day, uh, it flips. But I, I think if you weigh it with the 
possibility of losing a consumer over it, it it's worse than than uh, than its positive. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, enhances the brand image, the rest of the brand. So if you end up having that elite one that they play that game with, now your regular brand continues to sell because of the the one that you're you're hyping. But and I'd the, say hyping it's what you're advertising too. This double page ads for brands that aren't available. It's like why would you be advertising a brand that I can't even buy? Right. Well, it goes back to what Jonathan said earlier. It's like you know, if you like this, we don't have it. You need to really try this, and then they're going to go on to something else. Or you, know? you, or you need you retailer need to buy more of our other shit because if you want more of this, you better be buying a lot more of that. And there is actually no. They start the le- when you start the leverage game. You know, yeah. it's that's just that's a really hard, sophisticated game, and it's not it's not our style. No, not at all. Listen, I had this planned, and then you said you want to be on the show, and I said, you know what? You're okay to be on a show like this because you don't play this game because it'd be very uncomfortable. I'd do it anyway, but it'd be very uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, I would have called Yoda already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's it, for us. We don't, you know, again, like we don't do it. We don't have the time to do it. Nor do we have time to know who's playing this game or not. Yeah, because we have our own product, our own things that we need yes. to do. You know, with, the, with now with the unified sales force, we have. A lot of things that we need to do, we don't have time to play that kind of chess, yeah. right? You know, so there's just something about going head to head, belly to belly, and getting something done. Well, it happens too much in the cigar industry. Uh, I, I liked it uh, before the cigar boom happened. No such thing happened. You ordered yeah. cigars and you got them. The customer walked in. We had exactly what he wanted. And all this brand switching that ends up happening is a lot of that right. because of that reason, that artificial shortages. That uh, And I, I see young companies getting in. You're not one of them. But they get in and they start that immediately too. And they say, oh, this is, this is the game to play. And I'm telling you, it's very, very dangerous. Very dangerous. It's worked for a few people that they continue to do it, but for most, I'd say this is the beginning of the end when you pull that shit because you're going to lose your regular standing customer. I think it's unhealthy and unsustainable. You know, yeah. So yeah. So uh, uh, let's get to it. Let's get to the Fave Five, and that's brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars. It's time for the McAuliffe Fave Five, brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars. Smoke five McAuliffe cigars and be entered to win $300 in gift certificates weekly. That's five $50 gift certificates and an additional five $10 gift certificates for your friends. In December, all winners will be put back and entered to win the grand prize. A trip for two to next year's McAuliffe Open House in Texas. Simply go to McAuliffeCigars.com slash TCA for more information. That's McAuliffeCigars.com slash TCA. Okay, you guys are all in it. You know how this game is played. And then you're going to tell us a little about that McAuliffe Fave yeah, 5 after this, it's if awesome. you would. Uh, the question is on the board here. I have all the five answers. Name something in a person's closet that comes out on special occasions. Okay, we have Blinking Green. That's me. That's you. Jonathan. I was going to say, son of a bitch. (laughs) That is a great answer. I took your answer, Frank. I took mine, too. You're buzzing faster. My buzzer didn't work, either. Yeah, you mother. 
Well, come out of the closet. So you're, yeah. you're coming last. Uh, Jonathan uh, is not on the board. Oh. It must be number six. I don't know. Uh, comes out on special occasions. Uh, name something in a person's closet that comes out um, on special occasions in yellow. Yeah. I'm going to go with a tuxedo. We had the tuxedo earlier. Tuxedo is number one. Oh. We have our champion. I still think I won. Yeah, you still win. <laughs> Tuxedo <laughs> comes out every once in a while. Does anybody have any other thoughts besides Mr. Jonathan and the tuxedo? <laughs> I thought the butt plug was good. <laughs> the butt plug. Do you have that? <laughs> you, um, mean, you mean this one? The butt plug I thought was good. Number five was shotgun. Oh, for that is quite a special occasion. <laughs> oh, everyone's over for Thanksgiving. Let me pull out my shotgun. Number four is dress shoes. Okay. That's along the lines of tuxedo. Yeah. yeah. Number three is jewelry. In the closet? In the closet? Who are you asking? That's yeah. where my jewelry is in my closet. I got a walk-in closet with a little thing in there. Oh. And cufflinks and things. You talked about cufflinks. Yeah. All the different cufflinks I have because I barely ever use them, but they're there if I have them. It's interesting. And number two is a dress. You barely, you have it comes out very rare, yeah, but very every rare. once in a while. Well, so we're back to Jonathan. occasion. <laughs> Jewelry, dress. Yeah. So uh, that, that went pretty good. So the McAuliffe 5, explain to us how that exactly works for the people listening. They're hearing the commercial. Maybe they don't understand this completely. Yeah. So uh, we're going out and we're, we're talking about it. But, you know, what's interesting about this is, you know, we talk about COVID. Yeah. And Dan and Amanda and Mr. McAuliffe, and I don't know really how it's sourced, but I'm going to give them the credit for it. They did this, obviously, before our, our two companies came together for the sales force, and they did this during COVID to create some activity. Because what happens is if, when somebody wins, that retail store, we pay that retail store the money. It's like getting a gift certificate. Yeah, buying And they, a get, gift they can use it for anything in the store. They don't have to buy your brands? No. And the only thing they, they have to do on there is put five different blends, not five different Vitolas from the same blend, five different blends on there. Uh, and you can also use All Saints cigars as well. Awesome. And so you put that in there. And once you put it in, it's really simple. Take a picture, send it in. Lauren Coper. Every Friday at 2 o'clock, she announces the winner. Once you're in, it stays there. Yeah. So, also, when you win, you get a $10 gift certificate to give to a friend. The reason we do that, when somebody gives another $10 gift certificate to a friend, like, why are you giving me $10 to spend at two guys? Well, I'm a part of this program, so we create the sales force, you know, uh, to to keep people talking about it. So, what happens is, the more cards you put in, the more chances you have to win. Now, I'm seeing men... Take their cigar bands and they're trading cigar bands because a guy buys a box of St. Francis, another one buys a box of the Black or the Torcedors or, or you know, our dedication, and they're kind of swapping it around or they'll have three okay. cards moving at one point. And uh, it lasts a year. And then, so the only way your card gets kicked out is if you win. You're, at the rate you're going, sooner or later you're going to win. Then that goes into the raffle to go out to Texas, and it is a hell of a show, the open house. So the family, uh, Michael uh, McAuliffe, who runs the ranches and the restaurants, Riata, it's an unbelievably steak, uh, steakhouse. Well, up there in the dome, we have a cigar dinner the night before. We go on a hearth. You come out. We go, we go shotgunning. And it's you, just, you went to the one recently. Yeah, Seattle. I just went to the, yeah, my, my first one. Yeah. So the next one will be October next year? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, we don't, we don't have the date yet. or but They might have the date. But okay. 
but around well, this time of year. But our conversations are so busy right now so, with the initial part of the Unified Salesforce and PCA. Mickey, is, that's a special occasion where I can take my shotgun out there of the go. closet. And right. Yeah. Absolutely. Down wow. there, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. Uh, they're pro-gun in Texas. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Our final thoughts here on the All Saints, uh, St. Francis Vesper. That's the one we're smoking right now. Ed Sullivan. You got to buy it. You got to buy it. Normally, I'll you say. That's them. a spirit. Usually, little, I go to you, but this is. No, no, I don't care about you went to Ed Sullivan. Right. Normally, you say a little cigar like this, it lasts an hour. And the reality is we light it five minutes in or yeah. maybe 10 minutes in. Uh, we're at almost 10 past one. We've been smoking yeah. this little cigar for an hour. Yeah. yeah. Looks like a little looks, cigar burns so uh, slow. It really, it smokes well down to the end of it, too. You know, some of the smaller cigars, you run yep. into flavor problems. But this one's been great all the way through. It's got some juice to it, too. It's well, not, it's I no, like that. So what do, you, what do you got of a number of this? I, I'd call it about a, a seven. Okay. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's not a straight medium. It's got some it's kick medium to it. Medium plus seven. Well, you know, it's funny because number. that profile compresses that flavor, right? Mm. Especially if you have a good draw. So, for instance, if you look at all our cigars, the architecture of all our cigars, they have a triple cap on them. Very Cuban-esque, very traditional Nicaraguan. Yeah. Um, and we have two binders in all our cigars. And then we have multiple blends, you know, multiple things that we put for the filler. So, again, two binders in all the other uh, Vitolas. In this Vitola, we only use one. And it's a get that flavor bomb. So right. it's good. Very, very flavorful. All right, let's go to break. When we come back, more with Mickey and Frank and All Saints Cigars. Stick around, everybody. We are live in the Toscano Soundstage. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, my friend, the time is now. For just $29.99, you get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke those cigars along with you during the show. Is that really a benefit? I think it is. We will judge the construction, flavor, strength, and review the cigars, and you'll see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for just $29.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up now. That's the Cigar Authority Care Package. Agent Room 4, Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world. 
Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and believe it or not, I am 62 years old. Well, to celebrate my 60th birthday, we wanted to come up with something really, really special. I went and looked at some of our oldest tobaccos that we'd grown in our farms from 2014 in Esteli, Nicaragua, and we found bales of fillers, 7th and 8th priming Lijero, just wonderful, rich, rich tobaccos. A dark, oily San Andreas wrapper, a great binder from Mexico, and then fillers from Jalapa and Esteli. This cigar is called the Rocky Patel 60th, looks like a dark chocolate, and tastes like a dark chocolate. It's got layers and layers of coffee, espresso, lingering spice. Uh, it is rich and decadent. You're going to try one, and you're going to fall in love. This cigar got the number two cigar of the year in Cigar Aficionado, rightly so. I hope you enjoy it. I love it. And I promise you, this cigar is going to deliver everything you enjoy in a fine cigar. Some say cigars are all the same. It's just not true. It's you I have to blame. Well, I don't know, because what I know, there is a cigar called Aladino. Corojo. Aladino Corojo. Aladino Corojo. They say authentic, so we're not confused, while the others say it's a word that's just abused. I guess that's so, they can't compete, at least I'm sure Aladino can't be beat. Corojo. Aladino Corojo. Aladino Corojo. Aladino Cigars uses authentic Corojo tobacco from JRE Tobacco. This is the greatest commercial you ever heard. Yeah. Hello and good afternoon. It's Randolph Churchill here. My great-grandfather would have loved the Cigar Authorities show. And we are back, powered by the West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa Black, White, and Red. West Tampa Cigars, it's passion with a purpose. We're back, and we have a second cigar to light up. I'm excited. Let's do it. Today's second cigar, Dave, is the All Saints Solamente 2023. 
is manufactured in Nicaragua by Rocky Patel's Tabacusa factory for All Saints cigars. The size we're smoking is 5 by 58. The wrapper is Ecuadorian Habano. The binder is Nicaraguan. Both binders are Nicaraguan. Hmm. Uh, and the fillers consist of both Honduran and Nicaraguan fillers. A single is going to set you back $19.99, while a box of 23 is just $413.99, dropping the single price down to $18 per on twoguyscigars.com. So if you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. All right, this is brand new. Yes. Brand new. <laughs> Uh, we don't have this in the care package because it's brand new. So mm-hmm. we weren't able to get this, so we gave you the other one, which was fabulous. Very good. Uh, but it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising mm-hmm. prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, <laughs> they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Oh, someone missed their cut out there. That was pretty good. <clears throat> that was pretty good. <laughs> a little late, better than nothing, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah, these guys. Now Mickey's on it. He's got to turn I'm it off. I'm going to just shut it off. I'll just turn his button off. It doesn't matter. I shut the whole thing off. We don't need this anymore. I was thinking of starting to do the um, classic three-way and have the buttons and stuff, but no, too many people like playing with the buttons. You yeah. get these little kids' buttons, they're going to press them, right? Hey, or fun. press you know my the, buttons. You know, if you had the, uh, you've ever had a root beer barrel? Yep. Oh, yeah. All right. So oh, yeah. if you had a root beer barrel and a cherry Coke barrel he's, at the same time. He's there. I don't need to even say anymore. He's there. I got to give it to him. So I'll give it to him. Is I like the root beer, beer barrel. Or, I like- di- or diet root beer barrel. No, no, no. I would never put anything diet in my mouth. It's bad enough the root beer has lectins in it. They think that our root beer here are two guys, which is, by the way, the best root beer. You ever come to two guys, you got to get a root beer. It's delightful. It's delightful. Uh, it's not but, diet. Yeah, you say that the diet is so good, there's no way this is diet. It's no. fake. The diet one is fine. The regular one is better, but the diet one... People go crazy for Do we? It is up there with one of the number one skews we have in the whole Two Guys Smoke Show. For sure. Yeah. Number one skew is probably water, right? <laughs> water might be up there. Might yeah. be in the top five. But We're going to light our cigar today with the Intimidator by Vertigo. This is a perfect lighter for this cigar. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. put it's almost of, like someone put thought into put this. put a whole bunch of thought into that. So uh, you've got uh, single button ignition. You have four jets. The jets are fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, and the jets change color so you don't lose the flame in the light. At the bottom, you have an easy adjustment, and the neck. Mickey loves this because when he puts this in his pocket, it's like he doesn't have a Vesper anymore. <laughs> <laughs> The right. problem is the direction of the curve. The, the biggest thing is south of the equator. Twenty nine ninety nine for the Im- Intimidator by Vertigo. The flame turns kind of ginger. Yeah, a little gingeriness. Ginger. Uh, no, it's bright red. This is good for the golfing. You're a big golfer. Wow, well, not anymore. Lightness. Not anymore because you work too hard. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I, I, back in the day when uh, the, at TAA, they'd all go golfing, and whoever was the the winner of the golfing thing, I go, he hardly works. Yeah, whoever that guy <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah. If you're really good at golfing, mm-hmm. you don't you don't we work all that hard because it's a game of practice, practice, uh, practice. I interviewed a guy at CAO that we really were really excited to happen to hire. And Mike Condor obviously is a 
decent golfer as yeah. well. And um, he kept bragging about his seven handicap. And me and Connor just kept looking at each other. And I'm like, yeah, oh. we'll get back to you. Yeah, right. Imagine that. Yeah. Um, Nick Miller's a big fan of the two guys' lemonade. Yeah, it's good. Lagiana lemonade. Lagiana lemonade, yeah. yeah. Um, so, Solamente, what is this all about? Um, it was an accident. Uh, what happened was 2017 went down there, started working on projects and we did this cigar, one shape, one size. And, uh, thinking that we're going to be down in the factories in 18, didn't get out there in 18. We got down there in 19 <clears throat> and I went in and we were finalizing the blend of dedication. Did you just book the flight for the wrong year? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because 18 was not a good time to be in Nicaragua. The political gotcha. climate, right. it was almost mm. basically a revolution going on. You just made it sound like it was or an accident. Or a civil war. <laughs> well, he said well, it was an accident, but yeah. I think that was the cigar. No, but what happened was we get down there and I start working on our dedication. And um, Amica, or Emil Perez kept saying, Solamente, solamente, quince mil, quince mil. And I'm like... And I, and I look over at Nimish, I'm like, what the fuck's he talking about? He goes, dude, you got 15,000 cigars you haven't paid for that are there from 2017. I'm like, oh, I'll bring one out. And I was trying to chase the Hoya to Monterey, yeah, number you, two. You, you started this thing two years before you even put the cigar out. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, we thought we were going to start it early. Right. And um, I texted Frank, and I said, Frank, trademark Solamente right now. <laughs> and I said, I think we're going to be able to come to market a lot sooner. So... That original batch of Solamentes, we were supposed to get in by September, October. So I had something to talk to this core, like 25 retailers that we started with, said, hey, listen, let me come in with five to 10 boxes, try to sell it. One size. Yeah, one size, retro sell it, and, and, and then retro invoice them just to have a presence. Hey, get in and work some of these kinks out. And is this because of FDA stuff that you were thinking at the time? Uh, no, like that, that was kind of lingering. We really weren't thinking about it at that point. Mm -hmm. But we did do our, our, our sizes were based on uh, existing things. Yeah, existing. So uh, we thought we didn't get them until almost uh, end of December or late November. Yeah, late November. Oh, yeah, we got it. That's why we, yeah, whatever. So, uh, and that's what started the process. And then, obviously, the other thing came in. We had 500 boxes. And if you look at our original Solamente packaging, it looks very similar to our dedication uh, packaging. Because we had already kind of decided on that. And we wanted brand confusion. Why did we want brand confusion? Mm. We knew we only had 500 boxes. And knowing that a lot of people had not seen our brand yet, when the Solamentes were out, I wanted them to see something similar from an image standpoint of what we you know, what we were. So we, we got any kind of traction for all saints. Yeah. Um, and then we decided to do it again. So the blend's a little bit precarious. Uh, it got a lot more expensive than it was before. Yeah. We were, you know, we, even though we didn't get Mark 19, Rocky's team was nice enough to charge us 2017 prices. So really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is a meaty cigar. This is like a T bone. Toothy. To yeah. Toothy. We were trying to, uh, at least I was trying to, to do the Hoya de Monterey number two before all the scores came out on that cigar. And that's why I got a little meaty. Sometimes you, when you try to replicate something, just a lot of fillers go in there. So yeah. that's where we're at. So it actually says I blended it, but, you know, that was Amica 100%. Yeah. He kept this, 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 and put it in there. Wow. So um, that's And then Solamente, we were a little nervous about. Trademarking it because there was a lot of food chefs and chefs that actually 
with a Spanish flair. We're trying to, uh, at, at one point, either u- utilize it or what. I can't remember the report, but so. Yeah. But, but you got it. We got yeah. it. That's good. Ted Hughes says that it looks like Mickey's fingers are as big as Dave's. <laughs> yeah, but he's much bigger overall. Does, does this microphone make my hand look bigger? There we go. <laughs> I stole this after one of the midgets that were wrestling a couple weeks ago. You do got a big pause, though. Yeah. Uh, and and you, you keep the wedding ring on, too. Yeah. But he can't hit, he can't get it off. He can't get it banana. off. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I wore I wore my wedding ring once for an hour and never wore it ever again. And, yeah. But uh, yeah, it looks painful. Is it in your closet? <laughs> <laughs> with the jewelry. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got? It? It, it, is it in the closet spe- with the? Uh, yeah. yeah. In some specialty stores, they call this something else. Yeah. Oh, really? Cool. <laughs> Special he trip. does have big. I fingers. have one of those. <laughs> right now, it's time to ask the Dawn from Dawn Raphael Cigars. It's time to ask the Dawn. Brought to you by Dawn Raphael Cigars. Dawn Raphael Cigars are premium cigars. Premium. <laughs> Mellow and smooth. Built for every man's. Everyday enjoyment. Don Rafael cigars. Now, here is the question of the week. And uh, you, you may notice, Dave, the uh, the email looks a little different. I got to send a shout out out to Dan, who saved my ass this week. The emails stopped coming in. They stopped oh. forwarding, and he was able to figure out how to get on the back end and get everything restarted again. Uh, so some of the emails I had to print from the back end of the website. A new format of emails. It looks nice. It looks easy to read. <laughs> Maybe just because it's shorter. Maybe. Okay. It's going to go back to the other way. They, right. they started forward again. So the mis- this message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Gentlemen, Steve writes, I have a Cigar Oasis humidification device in my humidor that when it sits within the edge, I'm able to use, I'm unable to use my top tray. Scar Oasis simply sits too high, thereby causing my tray not to sit flush within the humidor and would make it impossible to close and properly seal my humidor. Mm. So I'm thinking about cutting a rectangle hole out of my tray to accommodate the height of the Scar Oasis. I took shop in middle school, so I figure I can pull this <laughs> off with a jigsaw and some sandpaper, and I'm hopeful that by cutting a rectangle, this will result in me using the tray again and being able to showcase my favorite cigars. Do you think there are any pros or cons to doing this? And I thought about this. I, I think a jigsaw is overkill. Oh, yeah. I'd use a Dremel with a cutting blade. For sure. Uh, I would not damage the original tray that goes in your humidor. Duplicate the tray and really put your woodworking to the test and cut oh. a hole in that one. Because if everything fails, now you just have a tray that has a hole in it. So you, you're better off. I'm not building one. What are just you? Just get some. I'm taking the chance too. Yeah. But I'm using a butter knife, which is how, <laughs> how I do with everything. There's an there's an R in there. Butter knife. Butter knife. Like butterface. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably just slats you gotta cut through anyway. Yeah. If you're gonna do it, not a jigsaw and not a Dremel, you get yourself an butter old school knife. coping saw with a removable blade and you put the blade together inside the tray and that's how you do it, nice and slow. Get good crisp lines. Yeah. Take your time. Nice and slow, baby. Yeah. But you're better off building a tray. Play, Don't play listen to that. Playing the part of Barry White. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Bag. Remember, remember that? TAA, T-A-A, T-A-A in Tucson. 
He was on stage. Might have been the first time I ever met you. Yeah. You, he was on Karaoke? stage doing Barry White. He was blitzed. <laughs> but, but he was fabulous. Is he the one singing in a Speedo? No. Oh, he was no, up no. on stage, and I swear I turned to say, is Barry White here? Huh. Uh, but he was very, very white. <laughs> and he played very white. Not as white as Nick Miller. Like yeah. a gallon the of milk. gallon of milk. Whole but, milk. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was great. Um, so uh, what is new for PCA 2024? It's 136 days away. And by the way, even sooner than that is TPE. So is hmm. there anything new for um, All Saints or even McAuliffe or anybody you want to talk about? It's getting close. Yeah, uh, well, we're having our – well, from – let me talk about the McAuliffe side okay. really quick. Uh, Dan and I have had very light conversations about the product that McAuliffe is yeah. bringing to market. So we'll have those. And then we've made our decisions. But there what, will be something there on the McAuliffe side? Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm almost certain. That, At least a brand extension or something? Yeah, I don't know. I recommended a couple things, but, you know. Another size of black would be – uh yeah that was, that was yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah but you know uh that's uh, a lot of times when you're in a, in a you know in a an environment like this you've got to watch how you know, it's their money it's yeah. it's their and their personality so you know our cigars have two different personalities right so yeah. our, we're mostly box pressed they're mostly round they they have with things and they're blending out of that factory and we have the things that we're doing and blending out of the Tabacusa factory right so um, you almost want to keep those separate, yeah, a little bit, and um, yeah. So you're back the, to not answering the fucking. No, 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 no. I just don't know. Dan I'm really you hasn't, on a short leash right no, now. No, Dan really hasn't shared all that stuff to me, and rightly so. But I'd sooner now we're going to have a conversation. We've decided what we're going to do to do the show. Now we're going to tell each other what we're doing. We're huh. 90 days away from them begging me to put a press release out. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, please put our thing out. I mean, no, this is I sent this, it out to this you 40 minutes ago. And uh, you know, I, and, and that's and that standpoint when you talk about sales and the strategy and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. I'll talk. I'll, I'm, I'm an open book. But talking about you know what they're doing, what they're bringing to market, yeah. I will tell you that our two companies are completely different than they were a year ago. Well, every company is different sure. from a year ago. I think McAuliffe has just gone through the, their biggest year of growth. Sure. And we have just gone through our biggest year of growth, even though it was, a, it was tail end of the year. So you know, if you look at the McAuliffe side, right, they've balanced their, their, their pricing of their cigars. Yeah. The black is an absolute... It's a monster. A nod. It's a so monster. A nod to what they're doing with the blending. Yeah. So they're getting things in. There was it's a really packaging. their first time. It's their first time because they took everything from the old stuff before. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, Dan and Amanda kind of inherited, you know, some things that were a little sideways, and they fixed it, you yeah. know, and, and they're fixing, and, you know, they haven't fixed it. You, you never really fix anything. They're fixing it in – um and what they've done with the portfolio, with the blending, with the price points, uh, what they're doing with the packaging is, is going to be amazing. So, yeah, I, I guess I've seen a couple things. All right. But I just don't want to speak on behalf right. of Dan. That's not my position to do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm changing, I'm changing uh, course. And, 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 Frank, yeah. you guys plan on coming out with anything new for the trade show? Well, we were going to induce an artificial shortage, but yeah. that seems like a really bad <laughs> idea to <laughs> <make a> show. <laughs> All right. That's good. That's good. Um Ed Sullivan, do you have uh, a review here from the CigarAuthority.com from the stars? I have everything. All right. <laughs> and 
Jonathan, you may not be aware of this, but I heard Dave, you weren't even there, refer to the stars by a different name. Ah, does it rhyme with boner? I don't recall that. Uh, It happened. (laughs) Really? I should have recorded it. It's an asterisk. (laughs) (laughs) The headline from this week's review, blackened M81 Robusto flavor turned to 11. Wow. Why's got to be 11? Why can't it just be 10? (laughs) Well, because it goes to 11, this cigar, apparently. One more. And and people saying that that I write these. I don't write a word of it. This is all coming from the stars. Somebody said that, so we used it. You organize it and, you know, tie it all together. But the flavor, no. That's it. it. Every every word is their words. And this one uh, starts very assertive, black pepper forward. Okay. Not surprising. Nope. Um, We got uh, some notes of... Dr. Pepper, ah, which oh. I could see. I've smoked uh, right. some of these. I would have gone with diet root beer personally. but Diet root beer. A good <laughs> diet root beer? Yeah. Um, in conclusion, you know, this cigar pays homage, homage to passionate collaboration by its creators, which was uh, Jonathan Drew. Okay. Right, and this is a Metallica cigar. Yes. James Hetfield. And does it, so it, does it taste metallic? <laughs> no. No? There were it tastes no heavy, though. Metallic. No, it does taste heavy. And this one comes in at an 89.56. All right. Now, how about strength-wise? Strength, again, they tend to skew low, 6.11. Wow. And it's wow. a... I've only smoked the Corona because they have a Corona. And yeah. It's definitely stronger oh, than that. Oh, it's a strong cigar. How many stars are in this universe? Uh, this is 10 stars ten in each per group. review group. But so the whole organization is four. referred to as the boners. No, it is not. <laughs> no, it is not. They are it's, a, it's a cavalcade. It's a galaxy of stars. <laughs> and uh, early thoughts here on St. Francis Solamente. Uh, we- just Solamente. Solamente only. 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 No All Saints. All Saints. You said St. Francis. All Saints. Did I? Yeah. Yeah, you did. You did. Really? That saint is not involved in okay. this cigar. This is just Solamente, and this is the limited release for this year. And if a retailer wanted to get it, you got a little left? Or it's- yeah, we, yeah, we have a little bit of left. A little bit yeah, left, yeah, but yeah. It, it's a, it is not a artificial shortage. You only make so many per year, and that's it. I try to say well, that at the show to get more sales, and Frank tore me a new asshole, so, <laughs> okay. so I backed off of that one. Huh. All right. Well, it got uh, you from 30 to 50. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's a salesman, but that's okay. Um, great cigar, mm-hmm. slow burner. Which is, this is going to take us way more than an hour mm-hmm. on this one. Um, but strength-wise on here, there's plenty of strength on this one, too. And I'm going to still say, as we did with the last one at 7, this is a 7 also. I'll give you a 7 on this. I had yeah. the last one at 6. This is certainly stronger. Would it be the last, uh, what, the last Solamente? No. No, the last cigar we smoked. Oh, okay, yeah. We only, the show is only about the two cigars that we smoke. No other cigars exist. I don't know. I, don't, I never listened to the <laughs> Unless show. Unless we're talking negative. <laughs> I'm out yeah, in a cab somewhere. Okay, yeah. Steve Saka. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go to break. When we come back, we've got three letters to get to <laughs> in the mailbag. We're going to give a prize away to the winner and lots more. We're live in the Toscano Soundstage. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Hey, 
Introducing Blackened Cigars, M81 by Drew Estate. A dark, bold, and unapologetic cigar collaboration. My job is all about taste. So when James mentioned he wanted to create an exclusive cigar, I was stoked. Like Metallica, Drew Estate has some of the most hardcore fans out there. I've known Rob Dietrich for years. And when he approached me to collaborate on this, we couldn't be more excited. I mean, Metallica, Black and Whiskey, and Drew Estate, what could be a better passion project? We all came up with the vision of what a blackened M81 cigar would look and taste like. M81, Metallica, formed in 1981, as you can see right here, just so I don't forget. <laughs> and now you won't forget because it's on this. We needed to craft a cigar unlike anything in our portfolio. When that would take cigar fans on the deepest, darkest, heaviest journey into the mystical world of Maduro. Full-bodied with notes of espresso, leather, and dark chocolate. Wrapper, a binder, a filler that is all Maduro, and they are all grown in separate places. You talk about a heavy leaf cigar. This is beyond passion. This shit is straight amplification. Blackened Cigar M81 by Drew Estate is bold, rich, and powerful enough to satisfy the most experienced cigar connoisseur, but also balanced that new cigar lovers can enjoy its tantalizing smoking experience as well. Blackened Cigars M81 by Drew Estate. Since 1989, Nestor and Mariana Miranda have subscribed to one family, one vision, with Miami Cigar & Company. Since their inception, the Moran family has fulfilled their dream by creating some of the best cigars on the market today. Cigars like Nestor Miranda Special Selection, which is produced in Nicaragua, featuring an oily Nicaraguan Habano wrapper that the Cigar Authority named their 2019 Cigar of the Year. And the Don Lino Africa, which celebrates Nestor's love of big game animals. These soft box-pressed cigars feature an authentic Cameroon binder, which creates delicious nuances and crescendos. Miami Cigar invites you to try these brands at your favorite tobacconist. You only have one life. How will you live yours? Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, 
Nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. This is Mr. Jonathan Carney with La Florida Minicana Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. And we are back, powered by the West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa white, black, and now red West Tampa cigars. It's passion with a purpose. We're talking artificial intelligence, artificial intelligence, artificial cigar shortage. <laughs> Keep saying that. Uh, the, I know. At least he's For not. three weeks I've been hearing this. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. not saying artificial insemination. No. <laughs> Now he might. <laughs> the show just got real. That seed got planted. But Dave, it, ha- it happens. Uh, Nick at Fucking Good Coffee says uh, the ads, uh, your singing ads actually sound better at 1.5 speed. Oh, huh? really? That I have never listened to. I have mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listen to my, I, I, I learned from Frank. I listen 1. to my 5. podcast. I, I do 1.25 now. 1.25 is listenable. 1.5 is a yeah, high. Yeah, I, do, I do 1.8. Ooh. Get it really? Yeah. He's it's a fast listener. I feel like, feel it like takes about three motion. minutes. Your brain adjusts to it, and yeah. then you can start following the conversation. Well, <laughs> following the chipmunks. There's certain shows out there that, that are very slow, mm-hmm. and you can go faster. But iPhone has pitch correction. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. Wow. Nick's, Nick's a, he's a, he's a good interviewer. He's, he does his research. He is a good interviewer. And, and, and he's got a good rhythm. Okay, we've spoken to Solamente. This is not the St. Francis Solamente. It's no. just no. the Solamente, even though we have It's only the Solamente. Frank, yeah. <laughs> yeah, only. <laughs> but uh, really good cigar. Look at Kevin out there flexing. Really, really beefy, meaty uh you know you're smoking a cigar. Meaty, is, beady, big, and bouncy. You know who's going to love this cigar? Tony V. Oh, Tony oh, yeah. V would this love this. This is a Tony this. V cigar yeah. that I say, okay. There's no doubt. It, it's got strength. It's got uh, a body, lot of body flavor. Character. Yeah, it's good. All okay. right, we've got a prize to give away. And uh, this week's prize is brought to you by the folks at H. Upman. They're giving away a bottle of Daydreamer, I'm sorry, Day Trader <laughs> Perrier, a credit card wallet, a bracelet, an H. Upman coin, and uh, Frank has donated something <laughs> to the show. And yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call an audible here. This is not going to be unless somebody oh, wins look at this. the email contest and is in the studio audience. So they, it's got to be two things. You've got to be here and win the What's contest. What's the odds of somebody doing that? It's happened before. Yeah. And uh, says- they will get the lotion. So I do have lotion now officially what? donated well- by Frank. <laughs> It's here. Is this hotel lotion? Don't you <laughs> touch in my lotion. This is historic. It is. The following message was submitted through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. And Dr. Kirk writes, hmm. Hello, I enjoy your show. It gives me great entertainment and useful education. 
A couple of months back, you had a show and discussed the idea of movies with cigars. Mm. I think if you decide to promote this idea, I would find what cigars are being smoked in the movie and feature them for purchase during the viewing. Just uh-huh. a thought. Keep up the good work. It's often very hard to figure out the cigar, depending on the shot in the movie. Yes. Because yeah. often I've even tried stopping it. Yes. And, oh, they, and they, mostly they'll obscure the, the band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless they're getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. CAO did it back in the day. Yeah, well, what happened there was, that was all Tim. You know, it's, it's a great story. Yeah, When you have Tim on, you need to ask him about it. But it, it was... Um, the what he's uh, Gandolfini smoking in the beginning, Sopranos. with no band on it. Yeah, that was the gold. Remember the old CIO gold? Yeah, took the band off. What happened was, well, I'll let Tim tell that story. But yeah, and then they, and then they had the Maduro on there, which yes. was a force multiplier after we came on the Doug Douglas thing and all that yeah. stuff. And then uh, yeah, so. Like yeah. Tim, that, that, that's a great story. Tim doesn't come visit us, though. He He'll come know. visit you. He, he was up here. We saw, you know, he was at his kid's hockey game or something, but yeah. he didn't come see us. Yeah, his kid's all world. All uh, world? Yeah, he put him in boarding school. His, yeah. his son approached them and said, Dad, can I go to this boarding school for my ice hockey? Nice. So, they, I mean, his boys have been, at least the one that's playing ice hockey ever since, I, you know, I lived there, I think. Mm. All right, that was Dr. Kurt. Kirk. 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 Dr. Kirk. Is Look. he related to the captain? Uh, it doesn't say. Right. I'm going to say maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially where they have the same first name. <laughs> uh, Chris writes through the contact us page. I ran across this comment online the other day and pretty much this person mimicking Edward Sahakian. Sahakian. Thank you. <laughs> Sahakian. where he would cut a third of his cigar, usually a Churchill or double Corona size, and smoke that third and save the two-thirds for later. As the Cigar Authority, what are your thoughts on that? It's ridiculous. So so Mr. Sahakian from London? Uh The the famous Edward Sahakian? He was the first one to start a Davidoff franchises on Hmm. St. Germain in London. And then his son was taking over too. Right, but this is the father. Yeah, I never saw him do that. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> I think it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Don't, I, do. I, don't, I, don't do that. No, don't do that ever. You'll ruin two. Yeah. If it's the same Ed Sahaki, and I, I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, I never seen him do it. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, so that that's a that's a no. And this <laughs> one is the third one, which Mister Jonathan usually picks as his best one, and we'll see what we got. It's long. Tom writes through the contact us page. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Dave, I'm sorry to say that I don't have a sales or show idea, so you probably won't like my email. Mm-hmm. However, what I do have is a funny story from this past weekend that I think you will enjoy. This goes back to a Cigar Authority episode, February 2020, where you discuss strong cigars. When you mentioned the LFD Oro cigar, I put it on my radar to grab uh, when I saw it to see how strong it was. Needless to say, I grabbed a couple when I was on the road one week, and it packed a punch. So much so, I was all set with having my second one. So I left it in my humidor at home. This brings us to this weekend. While we would be staying at a Rhode Island beach house with a bunch of our friends, we lucked out with almost 80 degree weather. One of my buddies, let's call him Nick, that was going to be there is always complaining that cigars are never strong enough for him. So when I was loading my travel case for the weekend, I went searching for that Oro to bring him. Saturday night, after all the hoodlums, sorry children, went to bed, we had some time to ourselves and went out for some cigars. While handing out a few of them to my buddies, I made sure I had that Oro in my hand for Nick, who liked the strong cigars. 
We sat in the beautiful fall summer-like night and enjoyed our cigars with some wobbly pops and good conversation. At one point, we noticed that our friend Nick had gone inside and didn't return for a while. Ah. When someone questioned where he was, I immediately started laughing. All I could think about was how Mr. J sometimes will use a strong cigar to get the BM rolling for him, (laughs) (laughs) as it can work better than coffee, especially that LFD Oro. Uh, I shared this with everyone, and we eagerly awaited for Nick to return. And when he did, all he could say was, what the hell was that? (laughs) I almost didn't make it to the bathroom. (laughs) <laughs> so I can confirm that not only is the Oro a remarkably strong cigar, but it also has an unexpected side effect. If you ever feel a little backed up, <laughs> it appears the Oro can provide some assistance in that department as well. It won, right? It's, it's the strongest cigar. Yeah. Uh, as I believe picked in that by episode, us, yeah. uh, no, no, yeah. When did you say? November 2020? Tw- February 2020. February, mm. February 2020. Wow, man. Yeah. I, I was... Uh, I think I smoked that cigar twice after I smoked the first time I ever tried it. I said, that's it. I'm never smoking that mm-hmm. again. And then for whatever reason, I forgot. And I came <laughs> up again and I go, I'm never smoking that cigar again. But now you remember. Yes. Yeah, Jonathan, you got it right for a change. I think that's right. <laughs> okay. So that'll win it. Does he get lotion? <coughs> he, Is he here? Uh, Tom, are you here? He is not. No. So Put I will the reach, lotion in the <laughs> basket. I will reach out to Tom and make sure that he gets... His address to All us. right. The after show uh, is coming up immediately following the show, but it won't air until Wednesday. Uh, you can catch the after show on the CigarAuthority.com, the audio version of it, unless, of course, you're a member of the MeWees, the uh, which we throw a video portion of that mm-hmm. up just, just as a gift for our friends uh, that are on the MeWe chat uh, with us. Um, and we're going to talk about... Um, terminology here in New England, because you guys aren't New Hampshire, more Massachusetts people, and uh, me and Ed Sullivan yeah, were goofing around we're one We're going to have a quiz. And we have um, some terms that we know very, very well that we say every day, but maybe you guys will try to figure out what do they mean and see if we can uh, get to some of that. Jonathan, you, you'll probably get inundated with emails from Nick because he's going to be in the studio and he wants that lotion. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Good uh, luck. Nick is coming right after Thanksgiving, right? The Saturday after Thanksgiving, yep. he said he's coming. So we'll look forward to that. Um, um, so uh, let's take a peek into the asylum right now from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum cigars. (laughs) Now, this one comes with a caveat. When Dave sends me something, the answer is always yes. Hmm. An object discovered in Germany in 2005 has been informally referred to as the prehistoric dildo for years <laughs> due to its shape. It's made of stone with very phallic characteristics and dates back approximately 20,000 years. Huh. One of the alternative theories is that it could have been used as a striking stone, a tool for shaping other stones, like making arrowheads. The exact purpose of this ancient artifact is still a matter of speculation, and researchers can only make educated guess based on the available evidence. 
Although the idea of a prehistoric sex toy sparks some intellectual arousal, it is important to approach these findings with caution and not to strap on any conclusions without concrete evidence. Hmm. Let's not let too many theories shower our golden thoughts of the past. And that's not only insane, it's asylum. It's a true story because I sent it to him. Hmm. I don't know how I ended up seeing it on some sort of social media it's thing. It's all I, your butt plug talk. Maybe. And it popped up on something and I screenshot so it. He screenshots it. He sends it to me. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't research a screenshot. Can you just send me the link? Mm. So he types out three of the <laughs> words in the screenshot. Like that's going to help me find it. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know how to do it. It showed up on yeah. somebody's thing. I don't know how to do those things. It's a rock-solid segment. There we go. Pam found it in two seconds. <laughs> so why couldn't you find it in two seconds? I'm not Pam. All right. Okay. <laughs> she may have had it ready to go. That's right. <laughs> it's a good shot of that, um, for sure. Um, next week on the Cigar Authority, we have the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. Uh, it is complete. Uh, just a heads up. It is a tie for the most contenders ever oh. for contenders for the Cigar of the Year. We have 10 of them. And oh, let wow. me tell you, that was, for, that was from 16 yeah. that just kept getting, we got to get this down, we got to get this ones. down. I wanted to get it down to eight, you know, seven, something reasonable number, but we stopped at 10 and said, okay, that's it. We got 10 contenders. So it's going to be tough to figure out uh, who's going to be the Cigar of the Year. But you will hear it next week, and the games begin um, as the show begins. Bless you. So, uh, Are we going to smoke them all? No. 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 You did that one time, I right? did. I think we, had, was, a, we had to do it over two shows. It was eight cigars. Was, was it? Four in the first show, uh, two per hour, two cigars going at the same time, and then recorded the next show right away. So we did four hours straight, <laughs> two shows. That was brutal. But we have till uh, the end of the year to actually smoke all 10. At that point, I had never smoked more than three cigars in one day. And I did. (laughs) And and look what what happened to you. I'm up to six to eight now, so it's Frank, you you were a cigar smoker anyway, but you're smoking more cigars than you ever did now? Yeah, it's it's four a day to start. Yeah, yeah. You you haven't changed. You just... Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what ends up happening. All right, so we got time to do it, so let's do it. It's this day in classic history brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. Priced as low as $2.99 for the Corona and still under 4 bucks for the 6x60. Classic Cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff with flavors of old-time Havanas. Classic Cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes. Classic Cigars. The most affordable, premium, handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. Okay, it's going to be Mr. Jonathan versus Mickey versus Frank. Ed Sullivan is there for you guys if you want any help uh, along the way. If you don't know the guy or something and you're looking for a little help, he's there to help you if you need him. That probably happened in his lifetime. So, (laughs) Yeah. All of them <laughs> Today is November 4th. We're going to start with Mr. Jonathan. Happy birthday to Ralph Macchio. 
Ralph Macchio, movie actor, best known for his role as Daniel LaRusso in the first classic Karate Kid hit uh, series uh, at the Cobra Kai. You remember him, right? I feel like he's a lot older than he looks, so I'm going to say 1967. 67, he says, Mickey. What do you say? I'm saying 61. 61. 63. 63. 63 is what I was going to go with. Really? Somebody has two points because you get two points if you get it exact. Mickey Peg. Mickey Peg, 61. Just to show off, he gets two points right off the bat. And over to Mickey Peg. I have four questions, one tiebreaker if needed. (laughs) It's over to Mickey Peg. Happy birthday to Diddy. Rapper, born Sean Combs, better known as Diddy P. Diddy, Puff Daddy. He's a Grammy Award-winning hip-hop mogul who debuted his album No Way Out, which went seven times platinum. I'll Be Missing You became a number one hit. Forbes magazine ranks him as the richest man in hip-hop. P. Diddy, born today, what year? 1967. 67, you says? Yep. Okay, what do you say, Frank? I'm going with 63 again. 63 mm. again. 1958. 58. Yeah, Mickey's going to win, I think. Mickey. He, he was in college the same time I was, down the street. He went to college right down the street from Really? Me. Yeah. Okay, somebody did better than somebody else. 1967, you said it's 69. You'll take the point. Oh, wow. Mickey has three I points. Thought, <laughs> I thought he was older. <laughs> Mickey has three points, none for Frank, none for Jonathan, and uh, we have two questions left and a tiebreaker if needed. Remember, two points if you get it exact. It's over to Frank. Happy birthday to Matthew McConaughey. Hey, 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 hey. Movie actor, best known for his role Mm. in films such as Days and Confused, Instellar, and Magic Mike, all of which I have not seen. (laughs) Matthew McConaughey, born today. What year is that? All right, all right, all right. I'll go with 63 again. 63. Mm. He's going to stick with it until he gets it right. (laughs) 1964. 64. I'm going to do 67 again. 67. Mickey gets it. Mickey gets it again. 69. 69 is there. We have a shutout. I can't get a 69 to save my life. (laughs) You got it so far. Honey, I'm flying out at six tonight. That's because no one can reach. I have four points. I feel like I'm on bumping bumping mics with uh, David Tell and uh, Jeff Ross. We should cross swords before I leave. Nobody's going to catch him, but we're going to play it out anyway. We have four points for Mickey, zero for Frank, zero for Mr. Jonathan. Somebody's going to leave with a goose egg, I think. It starts with Mr. Jonathan. Happy birthday to Kathy Griffin. Ugh. Kathy Griffin, comedian, Emmy Award comedian who starred of my life on D-List, who's known for comedy routines, which she makes fun of celebrities. Uh, She had a supporting role in NBC sitcom Suddenly Susan. Hmm. Kathy Griffin, born what year? 1970. 70. Over to Mickey. Is this the one that looks like Carrot Top? Yes. (laughs) I'll go 61. 61. Fuck it, 63. Uh, <laughs> I think Mickey yeah, you're striking out. You may as well keep it. They might all be over or Mickey has. Yeah. They're all over. Yeah. 58, yeah, she, I was going to say. 60. So she'll be happy to hear that anyway. But congratulations to Mickey hey. with a shutout. Right. Uh, that doesn't happen Joe. often. Very, very yeah. good. Uh, what did I have for a back end here? Uh, Doris Roberts. Do you know who Doris Roberts is? Also known she as was Doris somebody's Day. mom on a sitcom. She was. She was. Raymond's mom? Raymond's mom, uh, Marie Barone. 53. 49. 
Oh, she, 35. She was way older than that. You have to go like 1932. Yep. 25. Oh, 1925. Wow. Just passed away recently. Mm. Uh, Must have been a cigar smoker. <laughs> uh, right, right. So uh, that is that. So uh, we're not going to get information on new things coming from <laughs> PCA or TAA. You did you- so good during the whole show answering <laughs> the questions. And then hey, you clam up when it's time to sell cigars. <laughs> Yeah, we have a line extension, and I was trying to get there, but you were just, you just wanted to crucify me. Mm-hmm. We have a line extension, and we have uh, a new line coming out. It'll be our strongest blend we've ever done. Wow. You could have just led with that. I was trying to, but you, you were just, You went on this big diatribe you came like, me way at, over you, here. You, you, well, you want ask me about both McAuliffe and, and yeah. I'll say it's two things at once. It's one at a time. you got to go easy here. Yeah. You, you asked him two things at once. <laughs> that wasn't me. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> No, it's going to take a while for you to balance both things out. That you got to put yeah. which hat are you going to put on at the same time? What or- I recommend is the next time you're on the show, come prepared because that question's going to be wow. asked. So you well, meet also, with uh, we'll Dan be a little bit more mature yeah. weeks before and say, "What can I talk about?" And, yeah. and you meet with Frank in advance to say what do we want to say. It's just the way to get people to come back, telling them what they're doing wrong. You wait till after the show is over, and then you say whatever you want to say. <laughs> oh, I forgot the show is still on. <laughs> there it is. Um, I'm going to tell you, I think it's going to work out great because we have two good people. Thank you. Uh, great, two both, great companies. And on both sides, two great companies, good people getting Thank together. You. I love to see it. You called me. When the, when it was announced, the, my phone before it was announced, right. my phone rang and it was you guys all together. And yeah. I'm like, wow, what the hell's going on here? And then you told me I had a big smile on my face, and I said, this is fantastic. Of good people getting together, there's nothing like it. Yeah, we love it. I mean, if you look at the natural progression, and we talked about it before, it takes seven to eight years for a brand that has legs to sure. have their own direct sales force. We're three years in an asterisk at four yeah. years. I mean, yeah. So, hey, listen, we're still in the honeymoon period, but yeah. we'll see. No, I, I, we have very positive thoughts. What's going forward? It's, we're already off to a great start. No, so. they need somebody like you that has the drive to get out there and the experience to be able to teach those younger boots on the ground how to get the the cigars in the right people's hands. I'm trying to bring Savage back. Yeah, <laughs> so. you guys will be at the same booth. It'll be all together. Yeah, I mean, close enough. We couldn't answer that question before because we had to talk to PCA. Yeah. They were able to to put us together. Put it together, and uh, that's it. So we'll walk up to that booth, and there you guys all are. And it's going to be – that's the place to go, folks. That's going to be the booth to go to this year for sure. And God Uh, knows what uh, Frank Cavs is up his sleeve. You know, he came in with a confessional booth this year. Right. That was (laughs) awesome. Yes. Yes. So you set things up. You don't even – you just responsible for the I'd booth. I like everybody then, to be surprised. No, like we'll that. talk about something. He's all Frank. Whatever we're going to dinner, whatever we're doing, he's always got something up his sleeve, which makes it fun, especially when yeah. uh, we don't get to sense, be shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, as sometimes we like has to lotion up his sleeve. Yeah, we got. Brought, yeah, I like that. Well, he, he didn't have it up his sleeve, but <laughs> he he didn't. Don't you smell know, that bottle. They didn't snap together a little thing and no. say this is a confessional. No. They actually brought a Genuine. real old confessional booth. Uh, over like, 100 did, years old, right? That you found? 100 years old. How do you find, a, you know, it's not like Facebook a Marketplace has all that. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> you Google, I'm looking for a confessional. I mean, huh. what's the odds of finding something like that? But there it was at the booth, and I'm Pretty like, long. you got to be kidding me. It was old yeah. school uh, was fantastic thank you both for coming on thank thanks for having us oh I had a great time and thanks for your, your friends listen, listening on board in Louisiana oh, yeah uh, Renee and Bailey say Bailey R- R- Bailey <laughs> she likes hearing yeah you gotta her- see it with that accent though Bailey Bailey <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
Piper's Haven, right? Piper's Haven. That's right. In Lafayette, Louisiana. There we go. Piper's Haven. And they Haven. love to eat that boudin down there. All Look right. That boudin. Next week, uh, it is the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. We have 10 of them. Tune in. Only one will become the 2023 Cigar of the Year. We'll see as time goes on what that'll be. But you'll hear the contenders next week. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. I can't believe I'm saying this given the uh, present company, but you may have actually learned something today, which (laughs) makes you The Cigar Authority. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.